Good morning, everyone. We're going to try to get started for our morning service and do appreciate the Lord. Appreciate all of y'all coming and being with us. And as we normally do, we're going to uh, turn it over to our um, uh, young Sunday school class and let them have their part first. Come on, Brother Jamie. All right. So, kids up here, all over here. Okay, let's all stand up and look like we look like we love Jesus. What, what does it look like if we love Jesus? Okay. What do we learn about today? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Pilgrims. Good job. All right. All right. Let's sing. Uh, oh, how I love Jesus. You think we can sing that? Let's sing that real quick. Let's sing it. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Why? Because He first loved me. Do it again. came through the class, he was talking about B.C. and A.D. and all that, and um, you know, they, they've changed that around now. It's called B.C.E., which means before common era. And so, and the, all of that movement is to try to get away from acknowledging about Jesus Christ's life, His birth. <clears throat> Also about Thanksgiving, it I understand that they put a new uh, marker. I haven't seen it myself, but they say if you'll go to uh, uh, Plymouth, said the Pilgrims came to find fame and fortune instead of trying to find a place that they could worship God uh, in uh, in freedom and for them to be able to worship the Lord as they believe. And so uh, people do uh, like to misquote things in history and change things and so but I appreciate the Lord and I appreciate the foundations that we have yeah. <clears throat> thank you all for praying for me while I was out <clears throat> uh, I am somewhat better they could not do anything in the heart stint because the particular place that they had an issue with my heart at was so small they couldn't get the the little thing down there, and they also don't make a stint small enough. But uh, they have changed some things around that I have to take every day. I'm beginning to get used to it, and I think it is helping some. Amen. So I do appreciate your prayers. <clears throat> Amen. Uh, one more announcement, too. Um, there's going to be several people that are going to be out of town and all. And to make it a little bit easier on you Thanksgiving folks, we're going to have service Tuesday night instead of Wednesday night. So uh, do be coming to be with us Tuesday night. <clears throat> All right, let's see here. Um, Brother Dan, why don't you come receive our offering here for us this morning? I appreciate Brother Dan, and uh, uh, he helps me with my hair. 
<laughs> my my wife said, uh, why'd you let him cut the top of your hair? I said, honey, he cut it the same length as on the side. I said, what's the problem? And, uh, but anyway, and I said, listen to this, Brother Dan. I said, besides that, I said, you should have seen the guy that went out before me. <laughs> Anyway, I appreciate Brother Dan. He's a good friend of ours, and I know that he loves the Lord. All right, Brother Dan. Father, we come to you today in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for this time, this opportunity, for the freedom. Lord, in this land, Lord, as we have, that we can come into your house and worship you. Lord, we pray, dear God, that you would bless each heart we God today. Lord, in song and message, just come with us and guide us and bless us. May we have a great day in your name. Lord, we pray to God over this offering. Yes, God, yes. Let us give from the heart of God today. Lord, that your work will be continued to go on, Father. Lord, we just praise you and thank you for everything thank you. that you do for us every day. We ask these things in Christ's name. Amen. Thank the Lord. Teresa will be coming and getting us a song. Yeah, I'm still going to call on you. <laughs> and the um, Lord has been so good to us, folks. Really has been. Uh, I want to also thank all of the people that have been working so hard in helping uh, around the church, getting ready for the Christmas uh, program. It's our biggest, probably most busiest time of the year. And I do appreciate it. There's a lot of work involved in it. And y'all have been doing a great job. Just a couple, just one little note that I like to, well, maybe two little notes. Um, if you don't mind, don't put any trash in those green trash cans back there unless it's the one inside. Okay? Because they'll only pick up from the yellow ones out there. So if you would, just put them in the yellow trash can. Uh, also, and I know I've done it myself, there's others been doing it. When you leave the church, please try to turn off all the lights and lock the doors and close the doors. Yeah. We have different ones that show up to work, and sometimes it's kind of scary when they come to a... <laughs> Uh, open, unlocked door and a light shining somewhere inside. You can understand that. But I, I'll be honest with you, it happens frequently around here. <clears throat> and so uh, I've been here one time when the front door was open and uh, there were lights on it. So I don't know. But we appreciate you. All right, let's get in and see what God's got for us. We have got a a wonderful Lord and Savior. Yes, he is. cares about our every needs. He knows where we are living at. And He knows just what we need. So let's draw close to Him. Let's worship Him this morning and thank Him for all that He does. Come on. I didn't shave. I can't get on the platform. I didn't, I didn't say. Oh, 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 oh,
But I thank the Lord for all he's done for me. I thank the Lord for uh, for his goodness and for saving my soul. Blessing God. And he's been, he's been real good to me. And uh Well, this is weird. I had a dream not too long ago. I think it was last night. And I'm not saying it was of the Lord. I don't know why. I just when she said that it just kinda of came out. Um I had a dream there was there was a lady and I was about to get up to preach somewhere, I don't know where it was. Kinda of looked like here, but it wasn't here. Uh and there was this lady and she looked real I don't know what she looked like, I don't know, but I looked at her and I kinda of got a brother Gabriel look about me. And I looked at her. Yes. And she didn't want to look in me in my eyes. So she turned around and she put her face to the to the thing that was in front of the little couch or something in front of her. She didn't want to look at me. And because when I looked at her, I saw her like that. All she was was religious. Right. That's all she was. And the, the thing that I wanted to preach on when I got up there, I wanted to talk about Lot. Yes. I wanted to say all that Lot was, was all he was was religious. Yes. He didn't have a real experience with God. And the people in his household knew that he didn't have a real experience right. with God. And that's probably why they started acting the way that they did. And I looked at that lady and I didn't realize she had all that jewelry on her. I didn't realize all that, but I saw her and I realized all she was was religious. She didn't know the Lord and the Lord didn't know her. All she was was religious. Right. It's Sunday morning. Why are you here? What's your purpose in being here? Well, I, I'm, I'm glad that, that the politics know that I'm here. I'm glad that Brother Jeff knows I'm here if I think I'm doing all right. I'm That's all why you're here? Just so somebody else will see you? Just so you get a good name in the community? Just so other people will think that you're religious? Go ahead. Put your towel. Put your suit coat on. Look like everything's all right. And go home and live your suit. Life. You're religious. That's all you are. You have no experience with God. But can I tell you something? If you want something real, I don't care if you're poor or forty-five. You can get a real experience with God. Are you listening to me? You can get something actually real. You can stop your faking. You can stop your hypocrisy. You can get something real. You might fake the Lord. You don't have to get up here and act like you got something that you don't. Right. You can have something real. Yes. I don't want to
much. My boy skips it. You go up. But at home, there was somebody that said, you don't have to live like that to be like to go to heaven. You don't have to do that. You don't have to live like that. I know what they're telling you there. Stand up, do whatever we do. You know, Brother O'Kane just testified. Religious. of the Holy Ghost. Amen. What you just witnessed there, 
is considered uh, prophecy. Yes. Huh? That's what it's considered. Whenever he is speaking what the Lord is telling him to say. And it's important for us to know the Lord's voice. And to be willing to say what He wants us to say when He says it. And how He wants us to say it. There are times, you can read the prophets of old, sometimes they were crying when they said it. Sometimes they were shouting when they said it. And so, and sometimes when they said it, it was just kind of a, I'm just going to tell you what God said. But the thing about it is, we need to be willing to listen. To listen. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to uh, Revelations chapter 14. Revelations 14. Um, I do feel much better. Probably about as good as I've felt all year. I still don't feel 100%. But maybe at my age, I'm not supposed to feel 100%. But I am feeling uh, much, much better. And while I was praying uh, Friday about this service, this is what the Lord dropped in my heart. And so uh, we'll turn uh, go... Revelations 14, and we'll start in verse 9. And the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast and his image, and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation. And he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of his, the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever. And they have no rest day nor night who worship the beast and his image and whosoever receiveth uh, his, the mark of his name. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Let's bow our heads. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank You for Your many blessings. And Lord, I thank You that You have given us a choice. And I thank You, Lord, that You have allowed us to have that free will to be allowed to either choose you or to choose the beast. To choose the way of the world or to what do your way. And Lord, here this morning, I ask and pray that you would come by. Lord, anoint us with that Holy Ghost, Lord. Speak through us as only you can do. Help us, Lord, to bring forth your word. And Lord, I pray, touch the hearts. Touch those hearts, Lord, who are struggling. Help them right now. Help them. Let them know they can make it and they can serve You. I pray it in Your blessed and holy and righteous name. The name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Here I'd like for you to notice in verse 12 it says, Here is the patience of of the saints. Notice the word patience. We have got to have patience 
in our serving of Him. You cannot rush your spiritual growth. You cannot rush the teachings of God. I've uh, talked to many people through the years and they'll, they will say something to this effect. I've got to learn everything I can because I'm so far behind in trying to serve the Lord. And i be honest with you, not all of them, but the majority of them are not with us today. They rushed in. They rushed. And so the whole plan of salvation is uh, somewhat confusing to many people. Thank the Lord for these young people. Doesn't seem to affect them quite as much. And I do want to say how much I appreciate the message that uh, apparently was preached Wednesday night and the response of the young people. So proud to hear those that have been praying. Uh, I'm proud of that. Amen. And folks, you, you started praying, but now you need to seek the Holy Ghost. You're not too young to seek the Holy Ghost. You need more than just a salvation experience. You need the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And so here, uh, getting back to my message here, there are so many people that are, uh, and young people and teenagers and all, they're just confused in their minds about what it means to be saved. They hear so many different stories and so many different things out in the world. If you're saved, you'll do this. If you're saved, this will happen to you. But I'm going to tell you something. I have not met two people whose experience is exactly the like. I have not prayed for people and their path to salvation and their path to heaven was exactly alike. There are a lot of similarities. We all must pray. We all must ask forgiveness. We all must seek the Lord and repent of our sins. Those are common things. But uh, away from those common things and those things that we must do, there it diverges a whole lot. Huh? Some people struggle with alcohol. Some people struggle with drugs, pornography, sex, uh, stealing, lying, cheating, cigarettes, television, movie, whatever. Everybody has their own little closet with that one sin that's fighting them. And so... I notice, though, whenever sinners find that somebody's wanting to pray, they'll come to them trying to discourage them in their walk. Young people don't get discouraged. Most of the time, the people who are trying to discourage you don't know a thing about the Lord. And, And there are, I'd say around... 35 to 40% of those people who are trying to discourage you, if you'll hold on, you'll help bring them to Christ. Woo! And so, those who are outside, sinner folks who are trying to discourage those who are trying to serve the Lord, they'll say, oh, them religious folks, they just don't want you to have any fun. And then uh, I've heard them say, well, religion is for those weak-minded people. 
or therefore those folks that are old and about to die. And that Christian, Christians uh, is just a bunch of liars and hypocrites. Uh, a bunch of perverts. Huh? Y'all ever heard any of this? Yeah. I've heard it. Sometimes they just say, them Christians, they're boring. They won't do nothing. <laughs> I wish they'd just follow us a little bit. <laughs> I, you can't get boring or get bored when you're doing the work of the Lord. But anyway, I, I, I diverge here. Amen. Then they'll talk about, well, you know, if you become a Christian, you'll have to quit this. Uh, they'll make you uh, quit smooching or quit dancing or going to parties or drinking or smoking or uh, rock and roll or hip hop. Uh, and especially be careful that they'll come by and they might try to throw some sprinkle dust on you. Believe it or not, we also have some well-meaning Christians that come up. And they want to try take the place of the Holy Ghost. Do you know that? They'll tell you what you need to clean up in your life. I believe most of them have very good intentions. They just don't want you to have to take as long to mature as they did in Christ. Do you understand what I'm saying? Can I tell you the experience I have? You can't get it overnight. The experience I have, you can't get it in just a couple of days. The experience I have was hammered in over... 30 some odd years now. As a minister and as other uh, solid Christians, we shouldn't expect these younger ones to be where you're at early on. Give the Holy Ghost time to deal with them. Ah, give the Holy Ghost time to convict them themselves. I'm going to tell you something. Every person that I've ever uh, seen that somebody came up and said, now, you need to stop doing this. They'll stop it for a while, but when they fall out with that preacher, they go right back to it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But when the Holy Ghost comes by, I was talking to someone and they were sharing some of their testimony uh, with me just, I think it was a week or so. Last week, It was last week. And they said, uh, said, I used to take a drink every night. He said, after I got saved, I poured me a drink. And I went to take it. And the Lord stopped him and said, you don't need that anymore. Hallelujah. I've heard some others say, when they went to go take their dope, the Lord stopped him and said, you don't need that anymore. The Lord can do that for you. Amen. But oh, don't just do it because of what others say and what others think. Amen. It takes time to grow in the Lord. I want to tell you, this plan of salvation is a relationship with Jesus Christ. 
I want to say to you that this plan of salvation is a relationship with Jesus Christ. And then I'd like to say that this plan of salvation is a relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. Brother Jeff, you done said that three times. Hey, you know what? I'll say it till my dying breath because that's what it's all about. And if you don't have a relationship with Him, you're going to be lost. That's what uh, Brother Jamie uh, through the Holy Ghost was talking about a little bit earlier. Amen. You're just religious if you don't know Him. If you don't feel Him inside of you. You know why you don't feel Him inside of you? You don't have Him in you. We've got to have Him. We've got to have Him. I can do all kind of talking to people. I can uh, try to encourage people. But I'm going to tell you, in the long run, unless you get it for yourself, that's what you got to do. That's why I like seeing young people get saved. Give their heart to the Lord. Start serving the Lord early on. They don't have all them barriers up already. They don't have all those hurts up and uh, shields up, but they're just open. They're childlike. Huh? That's what we're supposed to be. Childlike. Be childlike. I want to tell you, um, when we're praying for someone around the altar or praying for someone when they're asking for prayer, um, we need to be encouraging them. And these things that I just said. They do need to be repentant. Yes. You know, one of the good things, that, and I fail at this sometimes, but when somebody comes to pray, you need to, someone who, who's a prayer warrior needs right. to say, right. What are you praying for? Yeah, right. What are you praying for? Right. <laughs> You'll be surprised the answers you get. Yeah. I remember one particular young lady we were praying for many, many years ago. We must have prayed an hour, hour and a half, something like that. And when we said, well, finally we said, well, what are you praying for? I think they were praying for the cat. <laughs> oh, that's what we wasted one hour of praying for the wrong type of thing. We need to pray. Need to tell them, talk to Jesus. Be careful that you don't pray so loud that they can't hear themselves. Uh, uh, I was told about over hearing Brother Tim Hudson while he was praying and uh, some of the things that he said, and it helped me what he was saying. But the other issue was I tend toward ADHD. 
And whenever somebody is praying loud, it gets so loud I can't hear myself pray. And I can't concentrate myself, so I start listening to somebody else. Come on. I'm preaching real to you. I'm not talking some highfalutin stuff. I'm talking about a real relationship with Jesus Christ. And so we've got to have that. So we need to encourage them. Call out to Jesus. Pray to Him. Tell Him what you want. Amen. Ask Him to forgive you of your sins. Uh, we need to pray and encourage people like that. But you know, there are sometimes people come up and they might have a beard or they might have a jewelry on or something like that and you're praying for them to be saved and they've already gotten saved. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. They're needing something else. Yeah. Right. Did I tell y'all what I'm titling this nope. message? I titled this message, Smoking or Non-Smoking, Your Choice. We have a choice in this thing. We have a choice in how we're going to live. We have a choice in what we're going to do. And if you choose Jesus and choose to have that relationship with Jesus, I believe you'll make it through. I really do. So we need to be praying for them. And not just for salvation, but for the Lord to help them in every need of their lives. And we also need to be praying for them about the Holy Ghost. Do you realize how great, how great, how great a comforter the Holy Ghost is to us? Amen. I'm going to tell you now, this may mess with some of y'all's doctrines, what you've been taught before, and you're going to stand by it, you know, even though you don't have a relationship with God, and even though you don't know much about the Bible or whatever. But uh, the Holy Ghost is also, in Romans, called the Spirit of Christ. And when we get saved and we ask the Lord into our hearts, the Spirit of Christ comes into our hearts. It is not the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It is not the filling of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. But it is the the Lord coming in there and the Holy Ghost here. He said, I will send send you another comforter and He will lead us. And so over in John 14 and 17, it said, Even the Spirit of truth, also known as the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth Him not, neither knoweth Him, but ye know Him, for He dwelleth with you and shall be in you. And I will not leave you comfortless, I will come to you. And then in John 16 and 13 it says, How be it when He, the Spirit of truth, has come, He will guide you into all truth. For He shall not speak of Himself, but whatsoever He he shall hear, that shall He speak, and He will show you things to come. He shall glorify Me, for He shall receive of Mine and show it unto you. We must have the Spirit of God. Right. Yeah. 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 
Sometimes when you're laying up in the hospital bed, you get to read all kinds of little different things, you know. I'm going to tell you, you don't have a demon on one shoulder and the Lord on another shoulder, okay? But you do have the Spirit of Christ speaking to you. He's in you. But then you also do have Satan, the opposer, and he is fighting you. But he's from without, folks. He is from without. Okay? He is from without. Can I tell you what his job is? His job is to tempt you and to test you and to try you. It is his job to try to make you think you don't want to serve the Lord, but you want to have all that freedom and all that fun and do whatever you want to do. Can I tell you that real freedom? How many of you young people are interested in getting older? Huh? Living in your own home, huh? Yeah, yeah. Can I tell you something? Well, I guess we all do want to get a little older. I'm sorry. That wasn't a good question. But uh, it ain't near as long as you think it is. Right now, young people, eat up all the groceries you can. Enjoy all the, the air conditioning and the heat and the hot water and the showers that you can. Enjoy it. It's free. Woo! It's free. Huh? But when you get out on your own, everything costs you. Did you know we have to pay somebody to haul our trash on? Yeah. What is that? $15 or $30 a month? $55, $60 a month to haul our trash off. And then we have water bill. Oh, that's included. Okay. I think it's more than that, but anyway. And thank the Lord, Brooklyn does not have its own sewage system. You say, why? Well, because they charge you for the water coming in and for the sewage going out. Amen. I want to be free in the Lord, folks. Amen. I want to be free in Him. But oh, I'm going to tell you, even in freedom, there are restrictions. And there are things that will slow us down. Can I tell you that when we're dealing with souls, we need to deal with their problems and their hurts and where they're at. The last thing you need to deal with them on is sanctification. Huh? When we're out there on the streets, and I know our street ministry knows this, I don't know if I even want to give this statistic out, but did you know over 50% of the young girls in America have been sexually abused? Over 50%. And now, young boys, their percentage is coming up high too. And if it's not that, then you have abusive 
mamas and daddies. It used to be abuse of daddies only, but uh, now mamas have decided to kick in and they're, they're just as abusive. Over and over we read of it. This is what they're dealing with. Amen. And also, uh, I know, I know, I wish I had a better uh, alternate for you guys, but these schools that we send our children to, I don't know about y'all, but I just wasn't qualified uh, to be a teacher. You know, I just didn't have enough patience. And I, so homeschooling, we tried it a, a little bit, but it didn't work too good. I'd rather have my sanctification than do homeschooling. Okay? But we send them to these schools and those teachers are sinners and they hate church. And they hate religion. And some of them are perverts. Only, only can we survive Jesus in our only. The only way we can make it. I've seen young people go through these worldly schools. I've seen them go through worldly colleges and come out okay. They can do it. But young people, y'all are going to have to pray. You're going to have to seek the Lord. You're going to have to have that personal relationship with Jesus. need to hear His voice. You can hear His voice. It goes around in your head. It's that opposing voice that whenever you say, I'm going to knock my brother out. Something rises up and says, don't do that. That's the Lord. Okay? That's the Lord. Amen. I, I need to hurry. Teresa, come be getting us, um, getting us a song. I also want to let you know you cannot earn your salvation. No matter how hard you try, no matter how much you want to do it, salvation is a free gift. It's a gift given by the Lord. I love this verse over in the Old Testament on Zechariah 3 and 3. It said, Now Joshua was clothed with filthy garments and stood before the angel and he answered and spake unto those that stood before him saying take away the filthy garments from him and unto him he said behold I have caused thine iniquity to pass from thee and I will clothe thee with a change of garment talking about clean garments bright garments filthy garments there that's a nice polite word isn't it that's like saying a six-pound diaper. Huh? After it's been used. Huh? That's what the word filthy means. It means filthy with stuff. Stuff. Okay? What did he do for that? Nothing. What can you give the Lord? He has everything. What can you do to earn salvation? Nothing. Huh? You know, that's why I keep getting back to this point of this thing. He wants a relationship with you. He wants to know you. 
He wants to be your friend. I'm going to tell you, Jesus is a friend. And he sits closer than a brother. I haven't seen my brothers in three years now. Sick is closer than a brother. Six closer than a sister. There may be some in here this morning and you're still struggling with some things. Can I tell you? If it's something wrong, keep asking the Lord to help you. But don't give up on Jesus. There was a great preacher. He's, he's, he's back here now, but he was a really good preacher for many, many years. <laughs> he said uh, he'd taken a big dose of dope. And he said uh, his house was full of demonic spirits. He said when he was laying in the bed, he said he could see the clothes in his closets going back and forth, the thing in his room. So he said, I got to get help. So he finally ran out the door and ran down the street. I think it was 12 or 1 o'clock at night. The first house that had a light on it, he was knocking on that door. I need help. I need help. I need help. When guy opened up the door, the man who was having the problem, he told me before, I didn't know whose house this was. He knocked on that door, knocked on it, he opened it up. He said, I need help. The man looked at him and he said, you come on in. Mm-hmm. That's right. He was a preacher. Yes, and he knew the Lord. He said, he, they got down to praying and the Lord delivered him of so many things, but there was one thing he hadn't been delivered of. That was smoking. And, uh, and so he's still in the house and he's shaking it all and the preacher says, here, you need to take a smoke. You might say, that's terrible. When God delivers, He'll deliver. Amen. Don't you be the Holy Ghost for Him. That's right. Huh? I feel the Holy Ghost. Don't try to take the Holy Ghost's place. Ah, let Him deal with those hearts. Let Him deal with those lives. Help us. Just encourage them to read their word, to draw closer to the Lord, to have that relationship with the Lord. I've told you many times, I was seeking the Holy Ghost. I was nowhere near sanctified. I don't know how but a lot of them old timers, uh, forgive me, folks at the church didn't come around to me and tell me, you need to read this. They didn't do that to me. I don't know why. They did it to others, but they didn't do it to me. Maybe they were scared. I don't know. Not because I was mean and scared, I quit. And so I remember as I started to feel the Spirit of the Lord. Come on. You want the Spirit of the Lord living in you? 
If you have him in you, guess what? It's going to stir you <laughs> When he stirs you, you may cry. You may laugh. Huh? You may feel convicted like there's a big bullseye on you and nobody else in the whole church is the preacher preaching on except for you. The Lord's stirring. And so, the Lord would stir me. Sometimes I cry. I, I felt good. You say, Brother Jeff, you cried and felt good? Oh, yes. Yes. Sometimes I'd cry and I'd be having a big smile on my face. Huh? And so I get down there and pray. And then there came some times I didn't feel him stirring. But the Lord would put something in my mind that I was doing. And I'd say, Well, Lord, if you don't want me doing that, I won't do that. Boom. <laughs> Here he comes to me one more time. I told you when I felt the call to preach many years ago, there must have been 10 or 12, maybe not quite that much, maybe 8 or 9. Folks, let's stand all across that. If you're standing, I'll try to hurry up. Um, they felt the call to preach. Most all of them did preach. I don't know any of that particular group that's still preaching. Except Uncle Leroy told me. Y'all remember Uncle Leroy? Great man of God. He told me, he said, son, it's not them firebrands that explode and get so big so fast he said this is an endurance race day by day hour by hour service by service amen smoking or non-smoking what will you choose it is your choice. Let's bow our heads. Right here tonight, this morning actually, maybe you're not where you were just a few months ago. Maybe you've allowed the struggle of the race to get you down. I want to talk to you about the patience of the saints. Don't give up. Don't go back. If you fail, get up one more time. Ask the Lord to forgive you and keep walking. He'll forgive you. I know you feel like all hell is against you. All the demons of hell is against you. And they are. But I'm going to tell you, you got one that's for you. And that one is Jesus. And with Him on your side, you can conquer anything. So I want to ask you here this morning, 
Will you make a, a renewed commitment to the Lord? Would you say, oh, Brother Jeff, I've let so many things slip. You can get them back. But you've got to ask the Lord, forgive me. Help me. And then you've got to get that ear out and hear from Him. So while they sing a verse, who'll come and pray? Who'll come and seek the Lord here? Ask the Lord for a better experience than you've ever had before. Because I can tell you with the Lord, it's always deeper and higher. Come. Come be with us. It's so many dangers and